This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. There is a reason I have never been an investigator for a police department. Clearly. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, on your smart speaker as well, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Just to put a bow on the whole uh, Victor Webb and Yama, Britney Spears thing, I have people screaming at me on Twitter, he said, not on my shoulders. I thought he said, right on my shoulders. Cam, let's listen one more time to what he said. I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight and we told don't stop, but that person grabbed me from behind, not on my shoulder, she grabbed me. All right, I hear it. I hear he said not on my shoulders. My thing is, I, I thought he said right on my shoulders, but my thing is, why is he specifically saying that? Because I think he must have seen, and I don't know the timeline here, but she in her Instagram post, I think, or whatever post that first came out, was I tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention. So I think he and his team are probably refuting that and saying, no, this was not a shoulder tap. This was, you know, some kind of grab from behind that was more forceful that made security, you know, do whatever they did. So I think he was making sure to clarify where, you know, the contact was made. Somebody else made another excellent point. Maybe Brittany was wearing six inch heels. That's a great point, which Evan was not. In and our we de- were not going to in ask our Evan to do that, and we are certainly not going to repeat the demonstration no. with fur- with further context. Absolutely not going to happen. Here, here's here's the deal, Cam. We leave it up to the investigators here because clearly, I am not suited for this. I am not somebody that should uh, be you know be writing an episode of Law and Order and having a clue as to how these investigations go and finding real clues to it. And these investigators, do you think they have a nice, thick mustache? I'll tell you what. If it's like something like Dennis Farina used to be somebody with an amazing mustache. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, listen. Beautiful. The best. I mean, we're, we're talking about Hall of Famers, and then we're talking about the inner circle. And in the inner circle, there's only one. There's only one. I mean, he is the LeBron James, uh, the Michael Jordan of mustaches, clearly. And here's the thing about this. This came to my mind earlier today because our stage manager, Ian, who is not working on the show today, otherwise I would absolutely put him in front of the camera. Ian has come in and he has made the conscious decision with a girlfriend to aggressively grow out a mustache. And it just made me think, is it official now? Are they fully back? And I put it out there on Twitter for a poll and aggressively, aggressively uh, at my Twitter, at Chris Carlin, people say, no, no, they are not back. 62, 38, your percentages right now on that poll. Granted, unscientific, I understand that. But nonetheless, I, I, I felt like, all right, am I just getting old? Or is this just a bunch of younger guys getting a little bit thirsty for attention? And so we turn it to Cam, who grew one 
several months ago, and he was going down to Miami for a wedding. Cam, that mustache, first of all, did not last very long. Fair to say, maybe three weeks you it were was, going with it? I think it was a week or two, yeah. It was not going to be you know a long-term thing ever. It was not fully grown out. How, how far out did you grow? No, it, was, it was pretty strong. I can grow a beard, and then you know I shaved the rest of the beard. It just was not going to be a long-term thing. I contend that after Top Gun Maverick came out, everyone... You know, the mustache was back in style. Stop zooming in on my face, please. I don't have a mustache right now. No, he does not. He has got a full beard, but I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's uh, wrong to zoom all the way in to really tell if you could grow a mustache. Well, in a this week is and like this is like this is like one week of mustache. I'm saying the the mustache itself was after a full grown beard. I shaved everything else and then let the mustache stay. This is not. You know, this well, the is mustache only and the beard, so. they grow at the same rate, Cam. One doesn't grow faster than I know. The other. I'm saying I only kept the mustache yeah. for about a week. Well, here's the thing. When are we, as men, going to realize that we can't pull this off? Like, what are you doing? Just because you can? Just because you think you can? Let's call it what it is. You look disgusting. I asked Diana Rossini earlier today about this because she is who we go to for all of these kinds of things. What was her response in a text, big capital letters? No, 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 never big capital letters. So what am I missing here? If it is just the top gun thing, dude, you're not miles teller. Wake up and realize it. You are not miles teller. Tom Selleck ain't walking through that door and looking at you in the mirror. That's not happening. We just need to understand who we are and understand, I don't know, can, can 5% of the male population pull off a mustache? I would contend that number's heavy. I'd put that number at about two or three at the most. Cam, if you had to set it over under, where would you put it? Uh, I think probably like 30% could wow. pull it off. Wow. Also, you dropped another one of these uh, walking through that doors, which once again reminded Ben and I of. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. <laughs> exactly. This is your thing. Tom Selleck is not walking through that door and looking at you in the mirror. And if you think 30% of the male population can pull off a mustache at this point, Cam, it just proves my point that you as a Gen Zer at this point are clearly delusional about the situation. That's it. It is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, speaking of Maverick, how about the Dallas Mavericks? They made a trade with the Celtics uh, in a three-team trade, a sign-and-trade for Grant Williams. And this is a deal that basically just ended up being for a couple of second-round picks. And Reggie Bullock, who's a nice player, but he ends up in San Antonio. The Mavericks are an interesting team because... I don't for one second believe that Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are going to work together. And yet, I love this move for them, but I, I still don't think that at the heart of it, they're a championship team. They drafted Derek Lively, Olivier Maxence Prosper, who I have not seen play. I uh, know he played in college. I, you know, when you, They brought back Seth Curry. They bring in Williams, who, listen, there are only a handful of guys who can basically guard anybody on the floor, and he is an excellent 3-and-D guy. They could still add another free agent with the full mid-level exception. So it begs a question about where the Mavericks are in the West. Do they have any kind of a chance 
to really contend. And at this point, it's hard for me to say yes. I'm I'm still not of the belief that Luka Doncic is somebody that for the long term other superstars are really going to want to play with. And I say that because we saw it work with Brunson in Dallas, right? But when we saw Jalen Brunson go to New York, we saw him fully blossom into the player that he can be and can be that player on a winning team. There are some guys who just go to other teams and they have to be the scorers, right? And that was somewhat the case in New York, but the Knicks had a lot of success with him this year. Brunson in Dallas with Luka was willing to be the sidekick, the we're going to go win it your way, Luka, and I will be here to do whatever you need in terms of helping the scoring and helping dish the ball out. You know, does Luca fully want to win or does he want to win his way? It feels like a question we're going to be asking over the next couple of seasons. And I know what the talent level is. It's staggering. He is just so good. But does another superstar want to immediately go play there? And if they do, are they unhappy relatively quickly? I mean, it did not work this year with Kyrie. We'll see how it, and granted, that's a very small sample size. We'll see how that plays out here uh, in the coming years. But is there a guy that you would want less to play with Luka than Kyrie? Not because of the skills, but because at any point it can turn into a sideshow. I don't think so. Kyrie's skills on the court never been questioned. But boy, they handed over $126 million to Kyrie when, in truth, it was their only option and they had to do it. They've made a couple of nice additions there and they can add some more. But where do they stand right now? I think the Mavericks are a tweener team. And then it's a larger question when you look at the city of Dallas. Right now, in the next five years, who is more likely to win a championship? Luka Doncic and the Mavericks or Dak Prescott and the Cowboys? I think it's a very fair question, and I don't think there's a good answer. Right now, my answer would be no, because Jokic isn't going anywhere in the West right now anytime soon. So I don't see Dallas finding their way out of that unless he gets another superstar-level player there to be in Dallas with him. And I certainly don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys at the moment. Canty does not. Canty doesn't even think they're a playoff team this coming year. I'm not going to go that far. I think defensively they are better. But what makes me think the Cowboys, based off of, I don't know, the last 30 years, think that they're going to win a championship? If I had to take one of those two teams... Is there somebody that I would take? The answer is no. No. I'd probably take the Texas Rangers over both of them or the Dallas Stars over both of them, and I don't even know how good the Stars are. Right now, I don't believe in either guy. I think they're. I think Dak's okay. I think he's good enough, but I don't know if he's good enough to win a, ch- a championship. He's good enough to keep you competitive. And while Luca's a great, great star in the league, there are those guys that talk about wanting to win, 
but they really want to win their way. And I have that feeling about Luka. Because we really haven't seen it work out great so far, have we? Outside of the bubble, has it been an amazing run for the Mavericks? Made it to the conference finals? Okay. That's fair. But Jalen Brunson's gone. Who's the right guy? And is that guy going to be content with doing it Luka's way? Chances are, no. There's going to have to be some sacrifice in Luka's game, I think, at some point. Not scaling back who he is, but just opening the door to make it more of a partnership than a Batman and Robin. That needs to be a true partnership to win a championship. It's Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app by just clicking watch. Look for Greeny and enjoy. Coming up, two stars, one city, only one championship. Your calls on Luca and Dak. Who wins a title first at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open for you right now. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. comes to losing over the last 20 years or so, you think of a lot of different NFL teams, but there's one that you don't necessarily think of right away. 
that has almost cornered the market. It is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Make sure you tune in to an American League battle tomorrow as the Twins host the Orioles. Coverage begins 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We got calls which Dallas star, so to speak, will likely win a title in the next five years. Who does it first, Luca or Dak? Let's start with Jordan up first on ESPN Radio. Jordan, what do you think? Hey, thanks for taking my call again. Yes, sir. Um, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I definitely would like to say that Luca is going to win a title before Dak. He's already had way more success. Uh, but with a twist, I'd like to say that neither one of them actually finished their career in Dallas. But um, while they're both there, I could definitely see Cuban expending more towards the team and actually trying to win as opposed to Jerry Jones making flashy moves and stuff like that. Um, and then just as a random comment on the mustaches, mm. um, I'm 32, and I would like to say that I, as far as my peers and associates, I got to say the mustache and the mullet's back. I don't approve, but it's back. Well, listen, the mullet on that front, I have no issue with the mullet. You do you on that front, okay? We know that when you are sporting a mullet, you are doing it with a hint of irony. Are you not? With a hint of sarcasm. And I, I applaud that. I have no issue with that. I would have grown one out if I could grow hair. I would have done that. With the mustache, I feel like you're trying too hard. Like, you know what the mustache says? It says, I can be cool no matter what I look like. And the answer to that is no. No, you can't. As far as Luca and the Mavericks, look, Cuban's going to do everything possible. Jerry's going to do everything possible. But... Is he going to be able to, Cuban, get a third star in that situation? And even then, I'm of the belief that, you know, just throwing three great talents together doesn't necessarily work. I really want to know who the superstar is that it's going to work with. We thought at first it was going to be Porzingis, right? Really didn't work with Porzingis. It worked to a degree when Jalen Brunson developed as a player, But if we're being fair, Jalen Brunson became a star this year. So it's very difficult to project who's going to win a title first between those two. Steve, up next on ESPN Radio. Steve, what do you think? Hey, what's going on, Chris? Um, Unfortunately, um, it's tough to say Dak because I'm a Giants fan, but um, under the circumstances of the situation with Kyrie and Luka not being solid, I'm going to have to go with Dak. And... um, one point with uh, with Luca, I feel that if he's ever gonna be, um, you know, has you know, successful with another player, he's gonna need a he's gonna need a situation like LeBron had, where you know, when he walked into a uh, Miami with a player like Dwayne Wade, was you know, uh, which was a still a, a you know a, a good star, but willing to take a, a step back. And I just feel that Luca, in order for him to be success, successful, he would need something like that, in my opinion. Yeah, I understand that. And it's it's not even fully taking a step back, okay? It's just understanding how to play with another star and how to maximize it. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to be the guy all the time, no matter what. It's, it does not have to be that. Jordan understood what he needed with him, and he understood how to maximize the players around him. We know that he was the superstar on the team, But Jordan wanted to win above all else. 
And if you think about it, there were times when Jordan, in massive spots, gave the ball up. Steve Kerr? Does that ring a bell for anybody? It happened. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get more in on who's going to win a title first, be it Luka or Dak Prescott in Dallas. In 10 minutes, Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider, joins us. We'll get into all the happenings in the NFL in addition to a couple of, you know, existential questions like, is the mustache back? I've never seen Jeff with a mustache, and I kind of think that he would be anti-mustache. There is one team, though, that I've been thinking about the last couple of days that is just so disappointing on so many fronts. A team with a national fan base that should have had so much more success over the last 20 years than they have. When you think about the franchises that are losing franchises, the Lions come to mind. The Jets come to mind. The Cleveland Browns come to mind. The Commanders come to mind. These are teams that you think of first and in the first few, right? The team that has nearly cornered the market over the last 20 years is the Raiders. And I hate to point it out, but it's disappointing to me when you're talking about one of the cornerstone franchises in the NFL. That's what they are. Love them or hate them, they are a cornerstone franchise. And there's not as much hate for the Raiders anymore because they just frankly haven't been good enough to hate. Do you realize that since the Raiders lost Super Bowl thirty-seven? to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in early 2003. They have made the playoffs twice, and they have not won a playoff game in those two wildcard appearances. Let's talk about losing franchises for a moment. Over the last 20 years, the top five most losing franchises? Hmm. Quickly. Number five. The Jets and Commanders. Number four. The Jaguars. Number three. The Lions. Number two. The Raiders. Number one. The Browns. The Raiders should never be in that conversation with those teams. And yet, we're talking about what can be great seasons for the Jets. What can be a great season for the Lions. What can be a great season for the Jaguars. Heck, the Browns are even on the comeback trail with Deshaun Watson coming back for an entire year. And here the Raiders are. And we're not talking about them any differently. They have been awful defensively. And this should just not be the case. Do you realize that over the last 20 years, the Las Vegas Raiders have had 12 coaches? 12 coaches. Think about that. They have played... In three different cities. Did they play in Oakland? Eh, Maybe they didn't play in L.A. then. But they played in three different cities over the last 30 years, 40 years, whatever it was. But over the last 20, they only have two playoff appearances. That's sickening. I mean, can you? Al Davis isn't even rolling over in his grave. I mean, they should, you know, keep the eternal flame 
at the stadium, at Allegiant Stadium, extinguished until they start winning some more, just so the spirit of Al doesn't have to witness this god-awful football that the Raiders have been playing for so long. You have got to turn the tides on a cornerstone franchise of this league. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. In just moments, what has gone consistently wrong with the Raiders for the last 20 years? We will ask Jeff Darlington that, among other things as well. And we take your calls on who wins a title first in Dallas, Luca or Dak? And finally, who you got? It's all coming. Greeny on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Greeny, the podcast. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. On your smart speaker, we are coming to you live from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We welcome in the great Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, who joins us right now. Jeff, it's Carlin minus Canty today. First things first, do we need to have an intervention with our friend Diana Rossini, who seemingly has taken over the Threads app? You know, what's, what's, I mean, what, is she drunk? I don't know. Like, what is going on? Is it a lack like, of yeah, sleep I, because of the two kids, and she's just in a, a state of craziness? I don't know. The other, the other day she was texting me about Threads, you know, the new app, and, and uh, she was making fun of me for even, like, for being active on there. And then next thing you know, I, I look over and she's, I can't. I, I had to get off the app because of it. She drove me off the app. Wow. She, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You're going to have to talk to her about that. I can't keep up with her. Uh, like a, just quickly, philosophical question. I asked her this morning this, and we've been asking a little bit throughout the show. Hey, Jeff, is the, uh, is the mustache back? Uh, so I don't think it... I, I think this is a... 
two-part answer. I don't think it, it was ever in, but I also don't think it ever left. It was sense? just kind of there. It's always just been there. Like, I, I don't – has there ever been oh, a, a – and I could be wrong on this, but has there ever been a woman in the world who, who like, you know, wanted their boyfriend or significant other to have a mustache? I think if they felt like they could – something. Yeah, I mean, it, because there was always the dream of somebody becoming Tom Selleck, right? I mean, yeah, that's the that's the one guy, and that's I mean, what were you forty years later? Yeah, I just doesn't. I I just I can't see. I I don't. You know, I don't want to go too far with this statement. I just don't. I don't see the positives. Here's I don't my understand hair above your lip and only there. Yeah, seems like a very strange, uh, a strange decision. It does. Cam, our producer, had one for a little bit. I would contend that at this point, if you are growing a mustache, you are doing it with a hint of irony, or you That's are right. basically saying, "I can be cool no matter what I look like." A hundred percent. It's like a, it's like a, like a hipster kind of thing, right? Yes. And then also, like, it's like, it's like deliberately going with messy hair. For instance, you are trying not to care, which is contradictory. To the point. Excellent. Excellent point. This yeah. is why we come to Jeff yeah. Darlington with questions like this. Jeff, okay, uh, let's get into a little, uh, you know, actual football. Uh, today with sure. the ESPN Radio NFL Rankin, we were talking about the top five head coaches, and you had a rather interesting answer this morning as your top head coach in the NFL. Who is it? I mean, this is a little bit of not statistical, but personal preference, and a guy who actually has sported a mustache at times in, in his life, Mike Vrabel. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't, I, he's my favorite NFL head coach. And from the standpoint that I love that he always gets the most out of his players. Um, no matter the, I think no matter the roster, like you always know that his teams are going to fight and he's obviously also capable, I think of managing a really good team. Um, but I think he gets the most out of a bad team. So to me, he's the kind of coach like if, if the Titans ever got tired of him, you know, and I could see someone getting tired of him. He's a, he can be a cranky guy sometimes, you know, maybe, maybe you decide, uh, you don't want Mike Vrabel in your building anymore. Like that, he would be like the most perfect coach in Dallas. Like that would be the guy to finally get Jerry Jones a Super Bowl. If Mike Vrabel sprung free, mm. um, he could handle a big market. He can get the most out of a team. To me, I just think all around, that's the guy that I would want to be the head coach of my team. You know, it kind of leads us to our next question, and that is regarding Bill Belichick, because as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, you know, he feels like he could be the perfect replacement ultimately there in New England. Yeah, but, that's a great point. Yeah, but, great I, point. but at the same time, and you know him better than me, I don't know if he would want to be the guy following Bill Belichick, but that's, that's a different conversation. I don't think he'd care. You don't think he'd care at all? Bill wouldn't care. Yeah. No, he's not the type that would care. Well, he, he's like, uh, again, he might be the perfect replacement for Belichick because he might be the only guy who doesn't care. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. That's a good point. So having said that, as we get to Belichick here, um, I'm going through my list. And at the moment, this is right now, I don't have Bill in the top five. And the primary reason being the last few years. And yeah. it might. It, yeah, that's fair. Okay. So with that in mind, Jeff, can you be somebody that could potentially be on at least a little warm, if not hot seat, uh, after this season and still in the top five of coaches in the league? Yes, you can. I mean, I don't necessarily know that I, I – I don't think the hot seat is the right 
terminology for Belichick. I would say a a, a hot situation, um, but I don't think Robert Kraft is going to fire Bill Belichick at any point, which is you know a little interesting because Belichick is the kind of guy who once you're past your prime, he immediately gets rid of you. So, um, you know. Yeah, maybe that maybe he'll taste his own medicine at some point. But I, I think he's going to get the chance to take on um, do, take Don Shula's record and, and deserves that chance. I also think that I'm very interested to see what happens this year because he has made missteps, in my opinion, since Tom Brady left. Uh, whether it be thinking that Cam Newton could be his franchise quarterback, the type of player and personality that was never um, would never have been on Belichick's radar. Um, and then putting Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinators last year, an audacious decision that honestly, to me, belittles the importance and significance of a great offensive coordinator. Um, So he's made a lot of those missteps. I think that we are now at a point where we can look at this with Bill O'Brien overseeing um, a young talent, albeit one in question in Mac Jones, and saying, all right, let's let's see if he can do it with this roster, with this team. It feels more traditional, closer to the teams that he won with. I'm very interested to see how he does, and I'm not willing to necessarily dismiss his ability by any means yet. He is um, one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest. But but yeah, I, I think that he has. Um, I think he is facing some adversity for perhaps the first time since. Um, since really shortly after he joined the Patriots, right around the time that he drafted Tom Brady, coincidence or not. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Jeff, I was going through this this morning because I was thinking about the franchises that have struggled the most. Mm -hmm. Did the Raiders really not get enough flack for being a dysfunctional losing franchise for the last 20 years? Because when we think about those franchises, the teams like the Jets and the Commanders, mm-hmm. these other teams come to mind first, but the Raiders have been to the playoffs twice and they haven't won a playoff game since they were in the Super Bowl. I, it's a good question. I, I mean, the Jets are so easy to pick on because of the market and the, the fan base is so volatile and, and cranky and, you know. They've been to a couple of championship <laughs> games, at least, you know? The, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, they did. With Rex Ryan, and you got Mark Sanchez. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of the fun of the Jets is is how quickly, you know, if, if they start off one and four, how quickly the Jets fans will freak out. Like, that's sort of what makes it fun. They're a masochistic bunch. But I think also, you know, the Raiders – They've, they had so when, when they felt like they were finally getting close with Gruden and Derek Carr, uh, I mean, they could not have had a more adverse year. Henry Ruggs getting arrested. Like, all sorts of things went sideways when it felt like they finally had reached um, their, their potential. So, I, yeah, it, it is tough to sit here and say that they certainly don't belong in the top tier of franchises and actually, quite honestly, the bottom tier. And it's, uh, again, going to be very interesting to see if Josh McDaniel can do better as a head coach. Jeff, it is now time for the lightning round. Here's what the deal is, Is Jeff. That sound is is an obnoxious noise. It really is. It really is, and that's the way we framed it. Jeff, you get three questions. I need the correct answers to these questions. No, and no problem. They are, today it is a jungle-themed lightning round. Why? I don't know. It is. Just deal with it. Okay? okay? 
Yeah. Hey, Jeff, yeah. What, what animal, if it could speak, would be the rudest among animals? Uh, uh, the lion, audacious and pompous and thinks it's too good for everyone else. I'd say the lion. Yeah, incorrect. The cat, a, a version of the lion, but the regular the house cat? cat. Every house cat I've ever met, Jeff, That's thinks not, it's better than me. Jungle. You said jungle themed. All right, well, animal-themed. Okay, that's a significant don't hold difference. Me, don't hold me to specifics here, Jeff. Don't get into semantics. It's a cat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree. I didn't know we were, domestic animals were part of the game. Okay, continue. My bad. If Donkey Kong, Jeff, is a monkey and not a donkey, why was he given that name? I have no... <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> answer me! I have, no, I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Jeff, the answer, of course, is that Shigeru Miyamoto, who used Donkey to convey stubborn in English when he was making the movie, while Kong was simply there to imply a large ape. Right. Thus, the name Donkey Kong was intended That's... to convey stubborn ape to an American audience. Come on, Jeff. I, yeah, no, I know. I thought that was the case. And finally, Jeff, it's the question that we ask everybody. It is kind of our James Lipton, what would God say to you at the gates of heaven? Jeff, yeah. who, would, who would win in a fight between a bear and a shark? A bear and a shark? Yeah. Uh, a, sh- a shark. A, a shark, shark has- absolutely would, Jeff. It absolutely yeah, would. Yeah. And the yeah. reason I mean, being... I guess, that, I guess it depends where the fight is taking place. It's a neutral site in space, Jeff. Ooh, I actually might go bear then. No, you're wrong. You're right. Sorry, it's a shark. Shark gets one bite into the bear. It's over. It's absolutely over. I don't, I don't agree. I wouldn't mind a shark bite. Like just a little one on the leg. Show it off a little bit. Really? Not a full loss of leg. See, yeah, I want to live. If you promise me that I can live and have full full movement of all limbs, yeah. I'd like a shark bite. You'd like a shark bite? Like you know what that sounds like, Jeff? It sounds like the mustache of injuries. Like you'd like it, but it would look like yeah. you're trying too hard. That's yeah, what no, I want one. <laughs> Jeff, great stuff, brother. Always right. a good sport. Thanks. You maniac. <laughs> Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Carlin in for Greeny. Let's finish up with some of your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. Let's hit Kevin up first on ESPN Radio. Kevin, what do you got? Yeah, I'll just uh, call in about the Luca and the Dak debate. Yes. Um, I, think that, I think that Mark Cuban... Um, has a few tricks up his sleeve. He's very good with dealing with international star players, and he will keep Luka for the long term. Um, I think it's a bit of a Jokic situation where we see later on that Luka is going to you know, open up his game to other players and really excel and be able to take him to the next level. As well, Luka is an Dad. amazing player. Appreciate the call. The thing is, it's not going to happen with Kyrie Irving. That much I can guarantee you. They're a better team when they added Grant Williams, but it's not going to happen with Kyrie. How about Andre next on ESPN Radio? Andre, what do you got? Hey, I got Dak um, winning it for Luka because Dallas team is a little bit more well put together than that Dallas Mavericks team. That Dallas Mavericks team is probably about two or three seasons away from being a legit competitor. Listen, I, I don't think it's competitive. I think they'll be competitive. They'll be better than they were down the stretch of the season. They won't be as bad as they were when it fell apart on them, thanks for the call. But what they will be is a team that is not going to be able to find their way to really 
I would argue, the top half of the Western Conference. It's going to be very, very difficult to do. Cam, this was, uh, you know, it looked a whole lot better on paper than maybe it was executed. Is that fair to say? The whole show or? uh, Yeah, the whole thing. I think we had some fun moments. We had some fun moments, but let's call it what it is. Execution, lacking today. I started hitting a button early, lacking. Carlin, it's a summer July show and it's Friday. We're fine. Well, Monday, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.